live from the back of Brazil's net. Hi, Julio. Hi, Julio. Hey, Julio. Hey, that one hurt. Could you do just another one? Come on. Come on, it's not fun anymore. We're trying to record. It's the Vocal Minority Podcast. Vocal Minority listeners, and welcome to the latest episode of the podcast. Today we'll look ahead to the World Cup Final, review the last two TFC games, look ahead to Houston, but most importantly, we talk about the comforts of a home sweet homestand. And now to today's panel. The sight of hundreds of bicycles riding through his boyhood home makes him all nostalgic on Twitter. <laughs> he is the managing editor of Waking the Red. It's Duncan Fletcher. Hello. For him, the comforts of home mean having a soundboard, a meme generation app, and the WWE wiki bookmarked. He is the match reporter for the Yorkies. It's Mark Hinckley. I wish I had bikes. Joining us, as always, is the managing editor of the Yorkies. Oh, wait, sorry, I'm getting something. Wait, what's happened? He's got what? I'm sorry, folks, but Tony Walsh won't be joining us. Tony Walsh, Eli Nades. Hi, this is Crookcat. Whenever I'm in Toronto, I stay with Tony. You can't, you can close the door, but you can't fully protect your tail. You feel like One in eight Canadians suffer from feeling and it's mostly from me because I cross the border by Greyhound bus. To prevent feeling like never let me into your home. Thanks, and be give generous. There's no place like home, and by clicking my red converse together three times, I find myself back at the VMP studios or BML fields, depending on the week. I am the writer of Words for Waking the Red, and your host, Kristen Knowles. And now, on with the show. Well, folks, we are down to pretty much the end of the World Cup. One last week of action left. Well, three more days. Uh, but the big question is, out of the four finalists, Brazil, Germany, Netherlands, and Argentina, who will make the final? Duncan. Um, well, I'm going to presume Brazil did. I, I PVR'd the game. Okay. I just came here straight from work. I've avoided Twitter and everything. I don't know the score. So uh, Brazil will make the final. Um, they'll meet Argentina there. All right. Marcus? I kind of don't have any horses left in this race, really, uh, since my beloved countrymen have crashed out. That'd be cool. Why? I do want to see continental finals. So it's either Brazil, Argentina, or Germany, Netherlands. That being said, gun to head, pick one. I want Germany, Netherlands in the final, just so I can hear the Dutch chant, I want my bicycle back, which is in reference to World War II. <laughs> When the Nazis were taking the Dutch bikes to recycle for their war efforts, I think that would be a beautiful thing. Do they actually chunk them? Yes, they do. <laughs> yeah. That's been going on for quite some time. <laughs> that would be. So I've gone with uh, Brazil and the Netherlands just because, you know, I, I don't have any uh, intense dislike of Brazil, plus I figure FIFA has written them in. Well, so obviously, clearly, what, what could what possibly, possibly go wrong? That, that, there's no way Brazil could lose this. Exactly. No, oh, no, no. It's, it's, it's written in the stars. It's a lock. Yeah. It's really, a lock. I placed a $500 bet on Brazil winning. I figured this is 
Oh, oh, money I'm going to make. Gold, right I mean, there. you know, Neymar's not playing, so they're not going to be scoring many goals. But I mean, Brazil won't be conceding goals here. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Hulk is doomed to just uh -huh. tear it apart. Yeah. Yes. And really, like, who would, who would ever in Brazil? How could Ronaldo's record? Maybe. Oh, yeah. well, that's never going to be touched. No, I mean, no, no. That, all, that's going to stand the test of time. All points to close up. You know, uh, it's oh. it's cute that the that the Germans tried. had enough room. Yeah. Maybe he'll break the record in the third place playoff game. Yeah, that, that would be nice. Sure. Yeah, funny. but yeah, I mean, no, there's, there's there's a nation of 150 million, however many it is, behind Brazil. They they can't lose. So, with the prize almost at hand for one of these teams, what are the keys to your chosen final to success? Um, well, I'm. You know, this is the key to Argentina's success. Basically, they can't lose because, as we discussed uh, a few weeks earlier, um, basically once they've won the trophy, England are going to invade because it's been proven that they can, and they will, and they will claim the trophy as their own. And England's top reanimatronics company has been working around the clock. And after the successful invasion, Maggie Thatcher's corpse is going to be <laughs> waving the World Cup out of the top of a tank. So Argentina can't stop that from happening. Don't mess this one up for us, Argentina. Grr. Going with what I would like to see in the final, I think the easiest thing we can do is eliminating all the League of Ace players through cards and or breaking backs. Hmm. Sacrifices need to be made, so that includes you, Kadira. Uh, you're not going to be playing. Good tournament, though. You're, you're, they're going to love okay. you back home. Mm -hmm. But yeah, get rid of all the League of Players. This thing's a lock. Nice. Alright, so I um, I admit I, I was hedging my bets a little bit. I did keys for both of my chosen finalists. Brazil mm. is going to employ a new type of distraction by bouncing lights off the freshly waxed, shiny, smooth body parts of the craft. Nice. Whereas, yeah. Mm. But you never thought I was going to do a waxing joke again. Uh, whereas the Netherlands are going to play to their strengths, while Robin distracts the refs with yet another spectacular dive, while the rest of the bench slips a little of Amsterdam's finest into Brazil's water bottles. Nice. Relax, get happy opponents to be had for the rest of the match. Hey, we lost. That's all right, man. That's all right. That's a cunning plan. I like so. mm -hmm. it. Yes. You down with that? Mm -hmm. I feel it. All right. I am the god of hellfire, and I bring you fire! With the World Cup coming to an end, uh, MLS back in full swing, that of course means that our beloved Reds have played yet again. I know they played a little while ago, but they get to keep playing. True story. They still have all those games to make up, so might as well. We won the group stage. We're into the knockout rounds oh, now. Exactly. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm That's how it works. Yeah, yeah. Cool. This is how this works. So, of course, last week on a miserable Wednesday night in the Windy City, TFC, and it looked cold too. It looked. Mm. It looked damn, damn. It looked downright Toronto-esque. Yeah, it looked like a game of emo. I actually thought surely this will be fine for them because they played in this many times before. But uh, the game in Chicago against the Fire was a confusing game to watch as Toronto didn't play the prettiest of games, still managed to eke out a draw on the road, down a man. Um, honestly, a pretty decent result given the circumstances from most accounts. And hey, points on the road are always a good thing in this league. But uh, what are your thoughts on some specifics? Handle? Gentlemen? 
Um, man of the match, I guess we'll start with that. Uh, I'm going to go Joe Bendick. He, he made some good saves. You can't really blame him for the goal. No one else really stood out, so Bendick. All right. Mm. Marcus? I'm on the Bendick boat as well. Three. Uh, I felt that he played very well. And I also feel that he was largely responsible for the point that we got at all. Mm. He saved a lot of clutch near catastrophic uh, uh, scenarios, so... It was an easy choice because, again, nobody else really stepped up. So. Except for who I've chosen. Of course. <laughs> Come on, then. Which makes sense. Because we Cause. never have acclamation on this panel. It's not possible. Uh, I actually have Jermaine Defoe mm-hmm. for setting up the goal. And for some very nice work throughout large portions of the game. wasn't quite the continual 90-minute effort that we see from him, but that alone elevates him for me. Uh, go to the match. Oh, I'm gonna go with Stoika. Um, he was <laughs> so bad. He was so bad. He's and and I, I had to actually make sure I get the phrase perfect. <laughs> he's last game for TFC. Laurent Robert, awful. Ooh, well, like, that's, that's pretty shit. <laughs> so yeah, that's. He was an easy go. Okay. Uh, I'm going with Ryan Nelson. I mean, yes, Mr. Stoika did not help things, but you know, fair enough. Right, we're down to one, you know, down to ten men. Ooh, but we're one nil up. We, I think the game could have been managed better. I think the second half we were just on the back foot the whole time, and then you know, it's one one. The situation's changed. Chicago was clearly going for it here. Do you not want to bring any subs on? Maybe I think I, that was a little weird no? too. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm not usually impressed with uh, Nelson's game management. I, mean, I guess it got us a point, but I... Mm, all right, yeah. fair enough. I can see that. That game, again, what we all talked about, that we all felt that that could have been, fully could have been three points. But uh, I, I, I concur with my colleague on colleague on this side of the table. I also went with Stoika. One, I hate the guy. I, I literally shake with rage... When, just when I see that he's repping one of our games, and that goes back to last year because he's just awful. Mm. And I've yet to see and or hear of any game in which he's repped that has been competent. Uh, now, 50% of his cards have been rescinded <laughs> by yes. the league, and that should tell you something right there. Yes. Half of the time, you fucked up, you are shit. If you did that in your job, would you still have a job? Yeah, yeah. I think that's a critical part of the employment. Mm. You know. The really big decisions that change the game. Exactly. Can you get those right more than 15 and, seconds? And we have time? to go back and clean up your work. Yeah. Ooh. Every single, like, come on. Yes. So he is my go to the match. Fair enough. Play of the match. What got you, uh, got you excited in this game, if anything? I think it's, it's got to be the goal, really. Yeah. It was uh, a good ball out on the wing by Bloom. Uh, a great cross in from Defoe. Uh, decent header from Jackson. There was some atrocious defending. Uh, from Chicago, who oh, yeah. and that guy was clearly right. As long as Defoe doesn't cut in and shoot, you're fine. You can do whatever you want. It's fine to let the cross go in, and then the the two dudes, right? Jackson's at the back post. I'm gonna mark this nothing in the middle here, <laughs> and I'm gonna mark this nothing beyond the back post. And oh, there's Jackson in the middle. I what? I don't know what they were doing, but yeah, it worked. Um, it might be easier for me to just copy and paste what Guppy just said. <laughs> uh, Jackson's goal, beautiful cross. Jackson's goal, beautiful cross from Defoe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All the same things that Guppy just said. 
I uh, thirdly copy and paste that. We have a solution! Finally, we can end this podcast. For goodness! <laughs> After four months, we finally all agree on something. Yes. If you picked episode 45 when we would all come together on something, take a drink. Though it doesn't exactly. really count. It doesn't count. <laughs> We still only got 75%. Next week, uh, we'll check in to find out <laughs> what Tony's uh, play the match with. Uh, yeah, I had the Jackson goal as well, again, for all of those same uh, same reasons. So, uh, now we just turn quickly to a, a new feature on the on the podcast when we do our game reviews. The Caldwell Arms Game in 16 Words. Uh, brought to you by the newest TFC Supporters Club, the Caldwell Arms, where waving is encouraged. Mr. Duncan. That's a red, but none of those things are. America looks dangerous, but really, really isn't. That's exactly 16 words. That's fantastic. I figured as much when you went for the second word. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Convenient how that worked out. Marcus. Games like this make me appreciate what scab Greek officials offer to the Gulf of Soccer. The scab refs were better. I bring them back. As as a pro union person, Mm. I think the only solution to this is to decertify the MLS refs as a union. That way, I feel better about this. (laughs) There you go, Kristen. What did you have? Uh, Mine's not quite sixteen. Sorry, I know. I know. I don't think it was a. It was an act like you had to nail it. I just figured that was the limit. Uh, sleepy second, superbly screwed up by Stoika's stupid sight and senselessness. Oh shit! You nice. went for a headline. That's phenomenal. So alliterative. Oh, yeah. I was concentrating on all the S's. I was it sleepy second, but no. Superbly screwed up by Stoika's stupid sight and senselessness. Nice. Sums it up. Sensational. Mm-hmm. And then since we've talked about Mr. Stoika so very much. We must address this one little bit further. Stoika is clearly a terrible ref, but he is a great blank. Duncan. Right. Stoika is clearly a terrible ref, but he's a great Stoika. From the Romanian verb to stoik, which means to be consistently wrong and then overruled by your superiors. He really found the perfect job. (laughs) I was genuinely hoping when you got to, it's a verb that translates to Defecation? <laughs> there are many ways you could have gone with it. That was really yeah. good. Uh, uh, yeah, he is a terrible ref, but uh, he is a great congressman. I mean, who else but a congressman would give kickbacks to his supporters while screwing out those who deserve better? Mm. Nice. Political. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which amendment is that? I don't know. Not my country. <laughs> Happy fourth. <laughs> bang, bang, guns. Okay. Uh, yeah, mine's not nearly as uh, perhaps controversial, but well, it could be. Uh, I he's clearly a terrible ref, but he's a great lightning rod, and I mean mm. this literally now. So he draws controversy to him like a lightning rod. But I think mm-hmm. this should be his uh, his alternate job. I think they should stick him in the middle of the field, let the lightning go to him, and everyone else can enjoy their day while that is happening out there. Perhaps. It's a good point. There are many people who might deserve criticism from that game, whether it's you know, Ryan Nelson from a TFC perspective or Quincy Amaraqua from a Chicago perspective. You know, it's all about the ref. Yeah. I like it. There you go. Yeah. 
Hmm. Like, it's just a series of improbable events and a spectacular finish, and then you go home and tell people, like, that didn't happen. That happened! That was phenomenal! You know, everyone's tired, no one really cares. I'm just going to try and flip this up and see if I can volley it home. Alright, I'm going to try that again, and again, and again. The 80th time it goes in, oh wow! Nobody saw it. (laughs) No, very few people saw this either. (laughs) (laughs) It was a chivas. I saw it! Um, anyway, Chivas are now finally off the bottom of the Western Conference, uh, replaced by San Jose. And they have 20 points, which rather laughably would be good for a playoff place in the East. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Uh, that three-game clean sheet streak, uh, it's a good way for Dan Kennedy to celebrate becoming Chivas's all-time appearance leader. Which completely put the lies of the whole Mexican team thing. Are good. you sure it's not Kennedy? It might be. Okay. I think there's, there's a, a name-changing ceremony uh, coming up at the next home game. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's how you get on their wall of honor. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's all there is. Um, anyway, that is um, our MLS wins and losses for the week. Once again, the most interesting incident, perhaps even incidents, were happened to Toronto. So, well, we are the star of the league. This is only Apparently, yes. Back to you, Tony. Thanks, Duncan. Blimey, Brazil lost 7 1. Alright, folks, welcome to another edition of Bitchy Blanks, everyone's favorite hashtag Twitter game, or at least the six of you that listen. Thanks again. Thanks. Last week's Bitchy Blank was. Gilberto and Defoe weren't really arguing over who was going to take the free kick. They were arguing about blank. We've had a plethora of responses. Thank you all for getting back to us. We really do appreciate it. And for those of you who made my life a little less lonely on Twitter, that was fantastic. But here are our top three responses. From a longtime listener who probably only listened to this part of the podcast and then shut it off. Hi, Simon. Uh, we got <laughs> whose balls are more golden? Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's also the next yeah. uh, Bond movie, I believe. Oh, I think so, yeah. yeah. Did, did you know the, the Brazilian version of Golden Balls is Smooth Balls? Oh, really? True story. The more you know. Mm. Uh, next on our list is uh, Danny Mac, a Twitter follower. Uh, they were arguing all about the Dove product that Defoe was getting. Did you see that picture? Seriously, the man. The huge box of yeah. Huge box Dove manly manly products. I I hope he brought some in and, and shared them with Mark Bloom and some of the other minimum really? wage kids. Exactly. Canopy would need double because he's in the size of that kind. Of it's a good point. <laughs> so an extra an extra care package yeah, for Canopy. Oh yeah. Gilberto yeah. fighting for social justice. True. It's true. Mm. It's true. He, he's there for man the ninety nine percent. Yes. Yeah. He's a man of the people. Uh, and our winner uh, is Mr. Wade Wilson on the Twitter's Jordy Like. Uh, Gil is insisting his Kia was sporty and affordable. Defoe was wondering what the heck the Kia was. That gets our approving nods and sounds of the week. Mm-hmm. 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 Gentlemen, what did you have mm-hmm. for this uh, 
this bitchy blank. Gibraltar and Defoe weren't really arguing over who was going to take the kick. They were arguing about that time Defoe hogged all the Cheetos on the plane to Dallas. Uh, so, no. I, there's a word bus in it, and it like screwed it up. <laughs> <laughs> bus, plane. Mm. They're all modes of transportation. I could see them checking the bus to yeah, Dallas. Yeah, I'm going to change the plane to bus. I'll do this over again. Sign that. <laughs> Alright. It's got, a good, it's got a good finish, I think. No, it's terrible. Gilberto and Defoe weren't really arguing over who was going to take the kick. They were arguing about that time Defoe hugged all the Cheetos on the bus to Dallas. So Gilberto was getting him back. Everyone knows Brazilians love Cheetos. It's their national snack food. Huh. We are learning so much. Seriously, I feel very informed now. Hey, hey. Vocal minority. Education first. Yes. Yeah, yes. yes. <laughs> Read a book, kids. Mm -hmm. Duncan, what did you have for this? Uh, but I actually have a, a transcript of the, Ooh, the argument. Oh, let's hear it. Um, it went a little something like this. Um, hey, Jermaine, remember how I was telling you how you'd get more ladies if you had smooth balls? Will you shut up with the Brazilian stuff? No, seriously, here, feel the ball. Isn't it smooth? Doesn't it feel good? Oh, fuck off. Hey, man, don't slap the ball away like that. You're just jealous. Yeah, whatever, man. Guarantee I score before you do tonight. Oh, yeah, watch this. Gilberto kicks. The rest is history and scene. There's a fringe assault <laughs> that's going on. One <laughs> man show right there. I don't know what the palm door is for that, but I think you're attention. I enjoyed Gilberto's mutating accent. Oh, yeah, that's very good. <laughs> exactly what it was. First he was Irish, then he was Spanish, and oh, that's pretty much yeah. I'm pretty sure that's actually I know, but, yeah, yeah. All right, well, I'm not sure I want to follow it up, but I'm going to give it, uh, I'm gonna give it the old college try. Uh... They weren't really arguing over who was going to take the kick. They were arguing about whose house to have the annual rookie hazing party at. Ooh. Defoe didn't want to have it at his place because he's got wags all over the place and he doesn't want to mm -hmm. share. Mm -hmm. And old Gil doesn't want to have it at his because that wolf is still hanging around the front door. That's a good point. That's dangerous. <laughs> also, someone might steal his hot pipe. You never know. <laughs> you just never know. Well, he lost that red jacket already, yeah. so... You never know who the, the creditors coming to repossess things. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> this week's Vichy Blank. Uh, uh, when ref Dave Gantar changed his mind about Nick Haglin's yellow card, it wasn't because the assistant referee, linesman, told him so. It was because blank. Please remember, as always, to send your responses to us on the Twitters at Vocal Minority Pod, no A in the vocal. Leave them in the comments on our website, vocalminoritypodcast.blogspot.ca, or in nice. the comments thread on Waking the Red when we post it there. Thank you, as always, for your responses. But do play often, play frequently. Again, I get bored. Band in D.C. Thank you, thank you. Me, I'm bound to face 
those games in hand over everybody in the team. And the uh, all important home sweet homecoming. So what a homecoming, eh? TFC clearly took the love thy neighbor part a little too seriously and uh, forgot to change the welcome mat from this is our house from its current Mikasa es su casa. Uh, so, man of the match. Uh, I'm going to go Colomana. Um, I think the new look midfield, the, the two defensive midfields and the three above them, it worked quite well. And I don't really feel like the Bradley and Jackson and Moore were really creating all that much there. But uh, it was mainly but Colin Warner and Bradley are. And if it's just they had more space at the back, and you know, maybe that's why in the end, like Bradley, you know, as the game went on, was just kind of falling further and further back to get the ball. But yeah, Colin Warner did a good job defensively and you know, played a few nice balls through forward. Uh, he, he did well. I like him. Marcus? Um, I, I'm i with you on the whole he's growing on me uh, as far as Colin Moore goes. Um, but to me, the standout was Bill Hamid. I thought he was excellent. I, I truly thought he was excellent. He stopped more than a handful of on-goal, legit shots without problem. He parried them, per, for the most part, very well. I wasn't going to say perfectly, but he put them out of harm's way. Um, he handled that rocket from Lovitz right at the end phenomenally. Like, yeah. like he he changed the game. And I know, you know, from TFC, but I I'm not afraid to give props for props are due. And Hamid was clearly the best guy in the field. Well, I like I've always liked him. He's one of my favorite keepers in the league, quite he's, frankly. He's um, resilient, relentless. I just yeah, I like his style of play. But uh, my man match for the second game in a row. Don't ask me how this has happened. I I suddenly have. I'm kind of enjoying Jermaine Defoe's game when he's not, you know, when he's not scoring. And he didn't score, and that is to his detriment. However, I liked how he played through most of the game. Again, uh, he was everywhere. He was always hustling. He was always trying to get into space. He shook off a number of fairly hard tackles, challenges. He should have had several fouls called for him. Didn't get anything. Um, but... Kept playing for the most part. Didn't see as much of the pouty Germain as uh, we saw in Chicago. And, yeah, I realized no production, but I sort of, I like to see another aspect of his game, and I thought he was the most consistent player, um, maybe outside of Colin uh, on the pitch for TFC. Yeah, that's fine. I think he did, I mean, he obviously set up the goal, yeah. essentially, and then a couple of other chances in the first half, he set up Bradley, that Bradley screwed up. Um, I feel like DC defended him quite well. There were a few times yeah. where you know, Defoe was kind of put through, and it's him on goal with a chance to and shoot, then, and that's always on his left foot, and it didn't work out. No. Whenever Defoe was trying to go to his right foot, like sure. Boswell, whenever he was there, and they stopped, and so Defoe basically just had to hold the ball up and knock it back to Bradley or whoever. Um, so, you know, well done, DC, I think, for kind of keeping it a bit quiet. But, um, yeah, he was involved. All right. Go to the match. I'm going to go with Hagland. Um, and it wasn't that it, it wasn't that he was exceptionally bad. Um, it's kind of trying to – if how to hand out that award? Um, he got caught really bad by uh, Leon in that goal. And uh, the right card didn't help his case either. It was – you know, it, if it was one or the other, I probably wouldn't have a goat. But for both, he gets a ton of a default. Okay. Um, for me, definitely not McClagland. So let's move on to the next segment. Play of the. Wait a minute. I, oh, he did. Wait. Oh, oh, he was. 
He was. Huh. All right, you're bubbling. Uh, yes, Nick Haglund got to the game. Well, 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 you can actually change your mind in mid. In hey, mid- hey, 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 don't, hey! Don't don't question him. I I came to the right decision in the end. That's all that matters, man. I, I've never heard of that in podcasting owner, before. You don't question. I, that, that's mm-hmm. new to podcasting. That's new. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. okay, obviously I don't know. It's a game. whole different podcast week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The red cards. The the mix up for the first goal. The Paul Mackin for the second. I don't know if it was like exactly his fault, but he ended up being the guy that was closest to uh, what's his name, Perry Kitchen, uh, who scored. So, you know, it's a bit harsh. But if that was Daniel Henry, we'd be bitching about oh, Daniel Henry again <laughs> with all the mistakes. So, first for uh, Nick Hagel this time. Sorry, Nick, but yeah. All right, I went with something different. <laughs> I went with Ryan Nelson for not sticking with the formation change once he took Bradley off. I say, you know what? It was working. Have some faith in have some faith in that. Mm-hmm. Just just run with it. Do it. Don't don't ease them into it. Shock to the system. Cold water, slap to the face, however the hell you want to look at it. It was it was working. They it wasn't necessarily the prettiest thing to watch because clearly they're still new to it, but who fucking cares? And I think they lost the game because of it. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, definitely keep going. And I feel like this is what they should have been doing at the start of the season, I kind of what I expected. I mean, I think we all predicted, you know, they're not really going to do that well at the start of the season. But I was thinking, yeah, they're going to be trying something a bit more ambitious. It's not going to work out right away, but eventually they'll get it rather than, right, we're sticking with the very basic thing and not really doing well either. So, yeah, hopefully they, they didn't get the reward for it in the first half. And in the second half, it actually cost the goal because before Haglund and Burrow lost the ball, Joe Bendick, two short passes. I know. He passed it short. Oh, two or beautiful. three passes, it came back to him. He passed it short again. Burrow and Haglund, fuck goal. Yeah. So Joe Bendick's probably out. Yeah. Well, this is guess. why I This is it. what happens. Yeah. But no, now stick with clear, it, Joe. Now he's a clear conscience to shake. Yes. Stick with it, Joe. Wait, stick with it, Brian. Just you know, keep going. Joey It'll boots. work out. Joey Boots. Yeah. But, um, yeah. All right. Play the yeah. match. Uh, Bradley Orr, uh, out on the, the left, about halfway through the first half. Uh, it's like a little to step over to create the angle and then pass threaded through two defenders for Justin Morrow. Who knew? It was. Uh, if, you know, if only Defoe had got on the end of Morrow's cross, that would have been just a magnificent Play goal. Highlights real for, oh, yeah. for ages. Um, so, you know, that bit didn't work out, but Bradley, oh, gorgeous. Who knew? Marcus? Um, I put uh, De Leon's goal. Uh, that woke me up. And that's really what it was. Are that, we a DC podcast all of a sudden? Look, I'm trying to shake this whole Dallas shit. Do we need to transfer me, so. you to Philly Buster? <laughs> uh, ben, have you been uh, making phone calls that we're unaware of? The cash is good. Adam, I'm unfollowing you. <laughs> Thank you. You too, Jason. Well, no, it, it, was most, it was mostly because the first half, I really didn't feel like this is a first place team. And this, like, what? what's the big deal about D.C.? D.C. wasn't doing anything. Toronto was mm-hmm. on top of them. Toronto wasn't doing all that much more, but D.C. was completely shut down. How is this a first-place team? Mm-hmm. That goal was cut. Like, they cut them apart so nicely. And I was like, oh, oh, that's why. It was the revelation. It wasn't it was, I'm not so much pro-D.C. It was just that turned the match to me. It's like, okay, now I understand why everybody should be scared of these guys. That's all. 
So I'm just going to inch back a little bit because I have the same thing. I know it's for the oh. opposition. Oh, what's up? What's up, Dunk? What's going on, Dunk? But I'm sorry. Damn, that was a nice. For goodness. It was beautiful. I, it, how often do I? He caught, like, I like my colleague here. How often do I pick the opposition? Completely, but like off step. It was. It was that. That was a Defoe caliber goal, not by Defoe. True. Like, All right. Just tear guys apart and then put it in. Did everyone talking about that goal? Did everyone notice what Stephen Caldwell was doing? Laughing? Standing right in front of him, arms wacky waving and the Jesus. Yeah, no, that's something right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So speaking it's, of, it's all I can see now with Stephen Cobb, which I is know. really sad because he does a lot of good things. He does amazing. That's the only thing I can notice for. now. Exactly. Yeah. You wait for you watch it. Happens, oh, it happens every, every time. Eventually, yeah. they're going to have a metric on one of these telecasts: the percentage of time arms up versus down. Uh, we can probably <laughs> go back and find that out if we really wanted to. So speaking of the Caldwell Arms, it is time yet again Ooh. for the Caldwell Arms in 16 words or less. Duncan. Another bit of tactical evolution. Yes, it didn't work out, but please, please keep going with it. 16 words, right? Yes, yeah. Double please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was what the Beatles were doing as well. Like, yeah. Please, please read that. Yeah. <laughs> In the original draft, it was just, please me. And then, oh, shit, we need another word. All right, put another please in. <laughs> well, that was back in the day when you got paid for words. So. Exactly. Yeah. Good point. Um, I, I, I've unfortunately covered this already as my justification for the play, but after 45 minutes is when I realized why BC is in first place. To quote my dad, outmanaged, outplayed, and outlasted. Another, sh- another segment of Sanchez. My dad says, <laughs> hooray. <laughs> This 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 Domestic from my edition. this from my uh, uh, my dad always sends me a little post match uh, report and uh, usually mid game he did not this week which was very shocking to me during the game you you, you didn't know what to think I really didn't and well, there was what, nothing what about Daniel yeah Daniel yeah that's why Daniel was <laughs> is he usually pro Daniel or pro Daniel my my, my okay. dad is very much pro Daniel um, so yeah so that was from my dad's post match text to me. Mm-hmm. All right, and right? then for those of you who were at the game, I'm not sure that this came out on the broadcast. Later on in the second half, there was a sub made. It was for Jackson. <laughs> we're still not sure it's Brazilian, but we'll go with it. He was subbed off, and oh boy, he was not happy about it. In fact, Jackson was very sad. He really was. So he, sad. So sad. He took the long, sad trudge Glum. from the far touchline past the supporters and all the way around back to the bench. And he looked like he was on the verge of tears pretty much through the whole thing. And I kid you not, folks, if you were there, you saw it. You you saw him hanging his head, sadly occasionally accepting a high five, little half-hearted claps. But it, it tugged at my heartstrings. It almost broke my heart. But not so much that I won't make fun of it. So, Sad Jackson is sad because... Because he heard that Paul Byrne tweeted about not liking the Roll Age Relief substitution sponsorship. It makes him sad to think that the man who led the charge for so many sponsorship deals crassly commercialized pretty much everything and took exploitation of our fan base to an entirely new level could so suddenly lose faith in everything he believes in. Jackson's mind is blown. He just doesn't know what to think anymore. 
Well done. I know. Really? I, I, I know. Oh, I'm going to go find his favorite right now. I know. There's just so many thoughts going through my head when I saw he that. He didn't respond just... to you either, did he? No, no, he yeah, did not. No. He responded to a few people. Yeah, not but to not me. to you. No. It's shocking. No. I, I unfortunately can have to abstain from this because I was one of those people who did not get to see the lap of dishonor. So, um,. Uh, lap, lap of sadness. What? Yeah, it wasn't really dishonorable. No, it was no, just it was sad. sad. Very, very oh, sad. Really <laughs> the half lap of depression. <laughs> okay, that's closer. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I have sad. Jackson is sad because while he was on the pitch, but as he glanced up, one of the reasons he stopped and had that look on his face wasn't because he realized a sub was coming and that his number was about to go up on the sub board. No, because and we couldn't see it. Because it was alternate dimension, he was visited by his future self oh. and told the score of today's Brazil match. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Improvisation. I guess. That is why Sad Jackson was sad. Very nice. Since we are on a three-game homestand, you know it's nice to be home. Mm. So we were just wondering, what comforts of home will the TFC players be enjoying? Now that they are indeed back home, Duncan. Uh, well, everyone's going to get into a bit of DIY uh, spirit, Ooh. and uh, Jermaine Defoe is installing thick, lush shag carpets in every room of his mansion. It sounds gorgeous. Spoiler: He doesn't understand what shag carpet actually means. <laughs> Our carpet doesn't know what's coming. I thought he was being. I thought he was being, you know, considerate. You know, better for the needs. Indeed. <laughs> Booze. <laughs> that is well. hers. Mm. Um, Blush for her pleasure. Yes. <laughs> hey. Meanwhile, Gilberto is finally finishing off stripping every single shag carpet out of the penthouse suite he bought. And. <laughs> yes. Meanwhile, Mark Bloom went to Value Village to buy a shower curtain and some nails to convert the dining room portion of his bachelor pad into a nursery for his new baby. Aww. Oh, man, just killed the vibe! Very, very. That was supposed to be bachelor apartment. Bachelor pad suggests it could be really good. No, it's a bachelor apartment. Now has a section for the basement, baby. With a low ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mark Sorry, Mark Bloom. We love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did I miss a question or something? Comfort the home. Yeah, just okay. Alright, well, that, that's what you were talking about my last room. Uh, that's two different bits. That's two different there bits. is two different bits. Yeah. I did miss What something. can we do to make BMO more homey would be part two. And what was the first one? TFC players. What are they gonna? What, what comfort oh, will they be enjoying? I didn't get any of it. All right. Well then, screw you. Let me go on to mine. All right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> get out of my way, Mark. You have a minute. Go. Cut a bit out. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Right. Right. Quickly. Uh. So. Uh. Well, one of the first comforts of home TFC players will enjoy. This is for all of them. Because you know, they are family. TFC family. Uh, Nelly has made sure that Malcolm has everyone's favorite halftime jammies in their lockers. Aww. And along with lots of milk and cookies. Nice. It nice. is very nice. It's very important for halftime. It really is, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Defoe is going to get uh, his usual, you know, he's missed this when they're on the road, his usual tuck-in 
by this week's wags. Nice. Special little fucking ritual. Mm-hmm. And uh, Caldwell will finally have a minute to rest his arms at his side after all that waving. <laughs> Um, but so. Sucks. I'm going for it. (laughs) I need a third. I need a third. I got two. You can do two. You're allowed to do three. Yeah, but Joe's coming threes. (laughs) Fine. All right. All right. Marcus, what do you have? Okay. Um, well, I've got two. Hey. To just say it all right. Um. I think one of the one of the uh, one of the great you know comforts of home would be uh, for Andrew Wiedemann would be his giant trunk of hair care products. <laughs> I think he I think he probably misses that the most sure. because his his travel two piece luggage of hair care products isn't quite enough. And um, Kanaka like Kate, so Kanaka lived Kate. Oh yeah. yeah. Kanaka happy. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Excellent. All right, but. After that, you know, we, we want to think about the comforts of home for ourselves as well. You know, we fans, we spent a lot of time down at Emo Field, mm-hmm. and, and we've endured mm-hmm. a lot of crappy play, poor shows, and dear God, it is unpleasant to be there sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, you know, that's just the weather. Uh, Duncan, what do you have for us to make Bemo seem a little more homey so we enjoy it a little bit better? Um, well... Yeah, there's a slightly relaxed flare policy so far this season. They're going to take that a little further and have a nice crackling log fire to uh, replace flares, like one in each like capo stand, and as well the the giant video screen above the north stand. Uh, you know, like how they do at Christmas. The fireplace, the, the fireplace yeah, they're going to have that up there. That's that's, yeah, it's going to make everyone feel you know homey. Uh, also, the the wall of honor, uh, the little. Things that they've got up there, kind of replaced with the sepia-toned portraits. Lovely. Dickie and Brennan and the future. Oldie tiny people to come. Oh yeah, yeah. That's gonna be fantastic. I I I, I kind of went along the same lines. I got uh, um I think supporter section throw rugs. I think it's kind of a thing. Where yeah. Any kind of decent homey feeling requires a, a throw rug. So let's just drape it over the south end. Nice. Um, we're gonna get rid of the overpriced concessions, and we're gonna replace them with homemade pastries and baked goods. Ooh, probably from our mums. Nice, lovely. Uh, that King Zone's gotta go because we need a tea and coffee bar. So what else makes it feel home and nice warm cup? Of? No, that's true. Some, mm-hmm. Something fuzzy. I feel, I feel cozy just listening to that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, supporters are now gonna have to enter the stadium via use of a doorbell. Oh, that's quirky. It's that's nice film. Oh, that's yeah. true. I'm just kind of thinking more of the home thing. Right? D- d- does the doorbell play a specific tune? Oh, yeah. Probably, um, I don't know, like, uh, dun dun dun. I don't know. It sounds like something doomy. Very homey. To be fair, they installed that in season three. Oh, that's true. In a cost so much to get overplayed. Yeah, I mean, with all this DP money being thrown around, I mean, they just got room for. You know, the, the doorbell budget. Sure. And most importantly, if you're going to have something that's holy feeling, how about a damn roof? Ooh. Nobody's at home outdoors unless you're one of those weird hiking people. Come on, seriously. My home has a roof. Yeah, exactly. See? See? Yeah. Look, verified. Verified. We are indeed under a roof as we record. Uh. All right, well, I, I had some similar sort of things. Uh, some cozy things, some little, just little changes to the seats, the concessions, and then a little service for the, the fans themselves. So I'm thinking like macrame seat covers, 
it's nice on your back and stuff, a little massage, nice. afghans to snuggle up under, oh. you know, crocheted mm -hmm. by someone in that really garish, bright pink and yellow yarn they use. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so grandma's. Like, like your, that one aunt yeah. has, yeah. Exactly. Grandma's working the concessions because really, Aww. you need to yeah. eat more. You need to eat more. Have another, have another scoop of poutine. Manja, manja. Um, and then uh, like the college and university days, we remember so well. Somewhere to bring our laundry because isn't that what coming home is for? <laughs> Malcolm's going to be doing everyone's laundry during the game. Wow, he's going to be busy. Welcome home, TFC family. Welcome home. Catch us Sunday. behind us and it's time to look at what's ahead. Uh, we do have a game coming up this week. Luckily this week is one of our single game weeks in the month of a very busy July. Uh, historically, one of the most dynamic teams in MLS. Hey! They've not been whirling about much this season. <laughs> Here to yeah. tell us what the Houston Dynamo have been up to and uh, how TFC might be able to handle them is Mr. Duncan Fletcher with our Houston preview. Thank you, Tony. Uh, yeah, Houston Dynamo, a perennial Eastern Conference contender, steady, consistent, you know what you're going to get, and that's mediocre, just making them into the playoffs, then sneaking a few wins and getting further than you'd ever think they're going to, but not so much this season. Uh, they've been very streaky. They won the first two games, then lost three in a row, went winless in six, uh, then they won three and four to finish May, then they lost five straight in the league without even scoring a goal and letting in 13 which led them to a goal difference of minus 16. Uh, eighth place in the table having played more games than anyone else uh, three points behind TFC who have four games in hand. Um, a big part of that has been injuries World Cup call-ups uh, leaving them massively undermanned so it'd be best not to underestimate them in these uh, two upcoming games as things are finally coming back together. Brad Davis and Oscar Bonnet garcia returned from World Cup duty, and they were joined by Ricardo Clark, who'd been out injured for a few months. Um, having three quarters of their first-choice midfield back made a difference as they finally got a goal uh, before a minute had even been played against New York on uh, July 4th to Giles Barnes to end a streak of 479 minutes without a goal. Uh, 2017's T out there. 2007 TFC asks with a dismissive snort, <laughs> you call that a streak? <laughs> anyway, uh, Davis got a penalty near the end and it ended 2-2, so losing streak over as well. Um, so question one for the panel, uh, Houston, a team you consider a threat for the playoffs? I always consider them a threat for the playoffs, even though they have been pretty much shit so far this year. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, it's weird, it's like I don't trust them. Because I just expect them to be like, they're just lulling you all into a false sense of security. Just wait, just wait. Oh, we're going to string together, you know, three wins, a couple draws, and oh, suddenly we're just above the red line. Here yeah, we are. We're in the wild card, we're and we're going to run that all the way exactly. to the final. And, yeah. yeah. So I, I, mm. never write, I never write them off. I just can't. I'm going to go with not really. I don't think they're that much of a threat. Ooh. And it's mostly because, and I looked at stats this week, folks. Ooh. That league leading 10 losses is going to be a difficult hole to make up for. Uh, you've said that, that uh, Toronto's got four games in hand, and if they've played more games than anyone else, then it means 
most of the league has got two games in hand over them. That's a, that's six points is a huge deficit. I mentioned that goal Davis scored last week. Uh, that means he now has two goals and five assists in nine games this season. And though it's uh, a cliche to say it, uh, he remains Houston's most dangerous creative player, especially from set pieces or crosses from out wide. Now, not giving him many opportunities uh, to get in free kicks and corners and cutting down his space during open play will be crucial to, to not conceding goals. Uh, he's usually on the left of a diamond midfield, with Boniette Garcia doing that tricky number 10 thing behind the strikers, uh, Clark at the back, and uh, generally this season it's been Andrew Driver on the right. Um, up front, more than likely it's going to be Will Bruin and Giles Barnes, a big, lumbering, generally unthreatening pair. Uh, though Omar Cummings provides a small and quick alternative if they decide to go that way. Uh, generally he's been coming off the bench though. So, next question. Up front, there's nothing much going on. The, the threats in the midfield, how do you shut that down? Specifically, Brad Davis. Well, I hear that Brad Davis is a sucker for animal cosplay. <laughs> Where is he? And he'll be distracted for hours if someone, anyone, just shows up as a foxy fox. Well, I think that'll work. No, seriously, I got it. <laughs> So that the whole Will Brad dancing Bruin thing, that was just like a rookie hazing thing. Yeah, you got to put the costume on for yeah. Brad this oh, no. week. Yeah. No, yeah. team party. Yeah. Yeah. You get in the bear, rookie. Yeah. Brad, I uh, I was coming back for some strange reason. <laughs> oh, no, that's Columbus then. You should check his scoring record in Columbus. I'll bet you you'll find it is through the roof. And he is also suffering. <laughs> um, I had uh, two things. Uh, one, Michael Bradley. Mm. I I think hopefully he'll have a full week of rest, fully acclimated back to uh, Toronto, North America, and uh, I think his tenacity in the midfield. He's got a decent amount of speed. He can. He's as smart a player as Brad Davis is, but also uh, it will take a very smart Daniel Henry to. It, it will take, like, not stupid Daniel, smart Daniel. Smart Daniel. Yes, I'm pointing at the mic. He's not here. No, no, he understands. He's he's He'll be listening. He better be. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Nelson plays this to the entire team on a Friday. Oh, all the time, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of apps that know that the mic was being pointed at. Yeah. But when, the when, it's when, when, <laughs> oh, pay attention. Oh, okay. Oh, that's my part, okay. Uh, when Daniel plays his smartest game, he... He's he's actually really good about playing tight to one of the dangerous players and preventing things offset plays, and that is where Brad Davis is the most dangerous. Um, I don't have a ton of hope that this will happen, but that is where my fingers are crossed and my thoughts lie. Yeah, fair enough. I think I'm definitely hoping for the similar to what we saw in the other game. Let's have a, a couple of defensive midfielders in there, one to you know, keep track of Boniek Garcia, and then you've got a spare one to be harassing Davis if the ball's on the left or, you know, they switch if the ball's over on the right, whatever. So, um, yeah, I mean, Houston's threats in the midfield. Let's clog that up and you concentrate on that and hopefully we'll find a goal somehow. Um, talking of finding goals, Houston's defense. Um, there's been a lot of injuries there as well over the season, so it's difficult to tell too much, but they're generally it's a big and slow type of defense. Um, like quick balls have often been their undoing, so if we can get like Defoe or Aduro, whoever, um, can spring them behind the defenders, that would not be a bad idea at all. Uh, another good idea is to press high, really put pressure on the defenders, because 
the silky smooth possession is just not their thing at all. So there's uh, there's giveaways and turnovers uh, to be had if the issue can be forced there. Right where we um, are. Yeah, pretty much. They've they've given up 34 goals in 18 games. That's I don't goal. care. Yes, I don't care how many injuries you've had. That's just that's just terrible. That's Toronto FC terrible. Yes, exactly. that that's like 2011. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, indeed. Um, so, question three: uh, Who and in what formation uh, do you have up front in the attacking midfield positions to to take advantage of these? Uh, well, my hope is that uh, Gilberto is fit mm. and that the hip flexor is healed, or at least healed enough to get him out there for this one game. Because I do think that having uh, he Defoe, I'd like to see. Luke Mark there again. I'd like to see that, that, that three up there again because I think having the speed of Gilberto and Defoe to get in behind the defenders and have Luke Moore sort of more in the middle to distract some of them that are trying to follow the speedy guys, send the ball back to him, ball goes in net. So, so yeah, where exactly do you see Gilberto? Say if we go with the oh. same formation we had as before, well, where do you see him coming in? Gilberto and Moore, Defoe. Okay. Defoe's stronger on the right, like we've already talked about. I just think have the three of them up top, but Gilberto, I like him on the on the left side, uh, partnering up probably with Jackson. They seem to have a little bit of a. How many people are we having on the left side? So I, uh, no, 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 no. Hold on. Four. If we're going to have Gilberto and Moore with Defoe, then so then uh, probably not room for Jackson as well. Well, it's either so it's going to be Bradley and Warner, and then I uh, guess okay. I guess also. So move Bradley back in place of Bradley R, I it, guess, to yeah. be one of like the central midfielders. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I just I, I think Yeah, we gotta have either Oso or Jackson or, or Duro. Oh Duro Speed would be incredibly handy, but mm. I just think having the three of them up top I think this is a good game to try that. Options are fun. I we know. Don't have yeah. to Hey. Is this what other football clubs experience? I think so. Nice. They so like her. Mm. I was just a rumor. Yeah, no, um I'm I'm gonna go with uh it's pretty much what Kristen said. Since we're a hip flexor away from that beautiful four-three-three, um, stay stay in the course. At least trying to change it up. But if Houston is our, if Houston is as horribly bad as prescribed, you know, even a four-four-two with Defoe and Moore up front, I I'll take it. Like it's not. I I have a feeling that we're going to get the result the same way. It's just how how we get about how we go about getting it done. So, like I genuinely believe Toronto's going to win this at least two 0 so, end of our little uh our little podcast it's actually usually a pretty big podcast yeah, it's, pretty it's a big bloody podcast um but we are normally we talk about what we're working on we decided to condense our workings on just a little bit and leave you with just the just the meat of what our weeks are like so we're going with uh, the last seven days in 17 words or less mr duncan fletcher who can always be found on the twitter is at duncan b fletcher Ooh. What do you have for us? We're trying new things. We're not quite there yet. It's exactly the same as my golf game. 
That is fantastic. It's a beautiful metaphor. Yeah, that really is. is. That really is. That you know what? Got that, a big golf tournament working up, trying to work on things. It's not working out. I think that should be a T-shirt. Uh, to be found on the uh, Twitters at Ignortalk, I G N I R T O Q, Mr. Mark Hinckley. What happened to my Saturday go train? <laughs> we got to the station and they announced that it was canceled. Beep, 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 beep. Wait, uh, was that more than seventeen words? Okay, I to seventeen? That was that wasn't even close to seventeen. This was seven alone. <laughs> but then the the ex yeah. anyway. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> I'll cut it at seventeen. <laughs> Uh, as for me, you can find me on the interwebs at KZ Knowles, and uh, here's my thoughts for this week. World Cup wackiness gives way to MLS meckness. Ash? It's true. No, yeah, maybe. Next week, maybe Ash I'll think fair. differently. Ash, but fair. Alright, folks, thank you for joining in. As always, we hope you had fun. We certainly had far too much. Uh, but as always, Toronto, get used to it. This has got out of hand. This has gone way out of hand. This is some old school Canadian. It really is. This is why our shows are all over an hour long. Hi, Simon. Joining us as always is the managing editor. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Hold on, wait. I'm getting something from the other panelists. He did what? Are you sure? Um, sorry, it would appear that Tony actually isn't here and moving on. But you said he was going to be here. Well, yeah, no, there's been Just a... Just like a review. minute ago, he was here. You said, you showed everybody he was here. It, I'm sorry, I had to... Re there was a review, and Tony's appearance did not make the review, so... Alternate dimension for him. I know. Now, now we're a minute I, down. I, well, I, yeah, I feel like I've, yeah, I've seen everything, but... Yeah. <laughs> here we go. Hey, this is a whole different league of podcasts. You're the one that just the set this whole fucking thing, thing in, in motion. motion. I know. That little thing, oh, well, it's releases and that's a bit much. Welcome to my head for the last seven years on every single fucking thing you did, you fuck. <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> I'm surprised they haven't been also, to have sponsored in this also, also, congratulations, TFC. You've gone far enough that that fucking guy thinks you've gone too far. So, oh, oh wow, yeah. yeah that's quite the that's achievement. That is quite the achievement.